The seawater's boiling. I wonder what ghosts like in their stew, Scoob. Brains? Chains! <laughs> yeah, ghosts like chains. And, uh, oh yeah, some ashes from the stove. You know, this could be real good. <laughs> now, what else? Rob Ribs? Cobwebs! Uh-huh! Delightful! Why didn't I think of that? Wow! Now, did we forget anything? Rope. Soap? I hardly use it myself, but why not? I sure hope old Redbeard likes ghost pirate stew! Ghost pirate stew, eh? You eat it! Where are you? We got some work to do now. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? We need some help from you now. A big hello to all you mystery solvers out there, and welcome to Heavy Metal, a podcast about Scooby-Doo. I'm your host, Ethan Brundine, and each week, myself and a guest will take you through a mystery from somewhere in the vast history of the greatest cartoon of all time. My guest this week is Reese Jackson. And the episode that he has decided for us to discuss is Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Season 1, Episode 14, Go Away, Ghost Ship. Reese, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you. Thanks. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Uh, first time on the show, um, but huge fan. Yeah, of course, of course. Well, I mean, I only assume that everyone on Earth is listening to this podcast and is a huge fan, just waiting their turn to be asked on. You thought correctly, absolutely. Perfect, perfect. Well, I'm glad you're here. Uh, It's been a while um, since we've talked to each other, but uh, Mm -hmm. this is as good an excuse as any, right, to talk about an episode of Scooby-Doo. I honestly can't find a better reason to talk to people. (laughs) Well, question. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. So something I like to do right off the bat to get to know my guests a little bit more is I like to ask um, sort of what what was your what was your cartoon situation when you were a kid? What shows did you like? Did you like to watch cartoons? If so, what were they? Okay, excellent. Well, so I would say that my first cartoon kind of experiences were. Uh, you know, without out Scooby Doo, so that's honestly why I'm here is because I was like, I, I, I can talk about Scooby Doo, of course. But there was also, you know, Thomas the Train. Um, oh, of course, yeah. The the old like the first Pixar movies, so you know, like Toy Story and um, old Disney movies, mm-hmm. just all the VHSs. I, I remember growing up with lots of shows. Uh, wasn't allowed to watch Ed, Ed and Eddie or SpongeBob, which you know put me a little bit behind. I think the rest of my generation. I was, yeah, I was in the same boat. My 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 mom thought they were rude. Yes, actually, <laughs> that's the exact reasoning I got too. So, I got all the the fun side cartoons that looked innocuous, but you know some of them weren't. Um, of course, yeah. 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 So that that was that's how I started out on the old cartoon train. Perfect. So you did. So you said that you did watch Scooby Doo when you were a kid. I did. Um, it was one of my favorites. What What was the What was the situation? Were you watching it on on like VHSs, DVDs, or on TV, or like what What are we talking about here? So we had VHSs of the original movies. I remember watching Scooby Doo and the Witch's Ghost on 
my grandpa's fishing boat uh, under the deck. He had a tiny little CRT with a built-in VCR player. And I remember, wow. yeah, I remember watching uh, Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost with my two cousins uh, down under the deck while he was getting to the next spot. Um, but in my own house, we had like a living room TV and my parents would sometimes just be like, all right, we've had enough of you entertain yourself. And so me and my sister <laughs> yeah. would be like, Scooby-Doo time. Yeah, of course. So we, that 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 boat situation sounds like the coziest thing oh, I could possibly that. I would do anything to get back into that exact memory, like just yeah. snuggle right back in there. Uh, when I was a kid, we also had we had like a normal size TV, but in um, like a back room, we had uh, like it wasn't literally four by three, but it could have it would not have been mm. much larger. Yeah, you know, like it was very very small CRT TV with the VCR built in. Um, and um, a similar situation. I remember watching um, the VHS that I had that I watched the most was a uh, Scooby Doo and the Alien Invaders. So I would watch uh, that over and over love again. Love that one. Yeah, so that uh, uh, very similar, you know, like just mm -hmm. <laughs> spending most of my life chasing that that feeling again yeah. <laughs> of, of comfort. Scooby Doo um, still, it, it honestly still offers a lot of that. I was watching, um, yeah. I rewatched Scooby Doo in the Ghoul School for Halloween last year during yeah. the during the old panoramic, and it was, I mean, surprisingly bad, but. Surprisingly <laughs> good too. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, that that's like even just rewatching this episode, and obviously, I mean, like I do this mm -hmm. every week, so I, you know, I watch Scooby Doo episodes all the time. But there's just something about the original series that is just like the absolute, like just ASMR to me of like yes. every every sound and and the way it looks and everything. Mm -hmm. It's just like it it it's transportative even though i'm you know watching it at, on a uh hbo max you know after <laughs> getting off a shift at work or whatever yeah it is, it, it's the same thing um yeah i actually um you may want to cut this out but i watched it in four parts on youtube you know yeah. so good job <laughs> it was the uh i feel like that was the intended way to watch it yeah probably <laughs> i mean <laughs> the only my only i only i always wish that i could find um because, I, so, you know, something that I like to do to, uh, to, like, to start putting myself to sleep and stuff sometimes mm -hmm. is I'll, I'll pull up YouTube and you can find blocks of commercials from, like, Nickelodeon or Disney Channel Ooh. from, like, the 2000s or whatever. Yeah. And just put those on. So I, I always wish I could find, like what the commercials were when these shows were right <laughs> oh man <laughs> and then like pair them together mm -hmm. for a full experience but um you know that's that's a that's an avenue that no streaming service has really uh, uh endeavored to do yet <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right if if i could you know lie down and put on scooby-doo and you know, after four or five minutes, um, I get a commercial for like Zoo Books or uh -huh. something yeah. super nostalgic, like Moon Shoes or just lots and lots of train. Oh, yeah, that would put me right to sleep. I'd be <laughs> that sounds so nice. Could you imagine? You remember the lots and lots of trains? Oh yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, lots and lots of trains was a commercial. 
that would come on uh, Children's Entertainment to uh, <laughs> advertise a DVD that you could purchase that was just footage of trains <laughs> and was marketed to, I guess, parents of annoying kids who love trains too much. Yeah. Um, but, but, like, that is an entire market that's completely out the window since, um, you know, people figured out what YouTube is. That's true. <laughs> it's unfortunate. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I love lots and lots of trains. I never had the DVD, of no, course. Yeah. But commercials were <laughs> a surprisingly key part of my childhood. Yeah, I no, I, I lived vicariously <laughs> through those kids in the commercials a lot. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Did you ever... Did you ever order anything off of the TV? I never did. No, we never got... Did we get anything? I don't think we did. Maybe, like, some Nerf guns, but nothing... Yeah. I feel like if I asked my mom for uh, anything like that, she would have been like, what, are you stupid? No, of course not. <laughs> no, no, actually, <laughs> gonna no. be. It's going to be super expensive for something super crappy and cheap, and will, yeah. you know, just... Yes, I would Trust have me, def- it will not be worth it. I would have 100% <laughs> gotten the... Uh, no, we're not paying $60 for you to have a toy for two days and then break it. Do you remember the Shirley Temple ad? Oh, they played that so many times. Yeah, for like years. They yeah. were selling this Shirley Temple anniversary DVD. And it would like, like to, on like Teen Nick or yeah. whatever to, you know, an audience. They should be playing that on, on you know. TV land or mm-hmm. like, you know, wherever the old people are. Not advertising it to people trying to watch Zoe 101 run reruns. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> that, they played that commercial so many times that I honestly started to think I had maybe missed Shirley Temple and everyone else knew about it because I was like, I yeah. see this commercial every day. Maybe, maybe I'm the common denominator here. Maybe I need I to go watch them. Yeah, I remember looking up the one of the movies that they mentioned on Letterboxd because mm-hmm. um, I had the name in my head or whatever, and it has said said that like two hundred people had had logged it, like had watched it on that app, and I was like, <laughs> this 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 movie that this commercial was convincing me is like one of the most important like like iconic films yeah. of all time. Nobody has seen or remembers. What is this? <laughs> yeah. I... Like it, I asked I, one of the like first times I saw the commercial. I remember asking my my mom about. I was like, "What what is Shirley Temple?" And she goes, oh, "I think it's like Sprite with cherries in it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, "That's not. I don't think that's quite right." <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, but um, Shirley Temple uh, may have been dead by the time that scooby-doo was on TV. oh my god I don't, <laughs> I don't know how old she lived to be yeah but you know those movies from from like the 30s and uh this episode premiered um have the date december 13th in 1969 so you know yeah she's at least an older woman for sure um, yes a refined yeah. woman <laughs> do you uh so i i you know the let me collect my thoughts before I just start speaking. <laughs> um, the uh, the way the show works is that I, I you know I reach out to the guests and have them pick the episode. So uh, yes. I gave you uh, you know gave you pick of the litter here, and this is you gave me a few options, but we settled on this one. So mm-hmm. what is it about uh, Go Away Ghost Ship that um, that made you want to cover it on this show? 
Well, I've always loved food, which, you know, maybe a little too yeah. much at times, but in the case of this one, I remember being enamored with all of the salted meats that they reference in this episode. They yeah. would like pull yeah. out salamis and all kinds of stuff. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. The sandwich Shaggy makes at the beginning. Yeah. And the huge sandwich. Yeah. And then, um, later on in the episode when they sword fight, I uh, was mm-hmm. like, no way. You just made a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, this is a. I, I love this episode. It's um, really so, good. I mean, we might as well get into actually talking about it instead of talking around it. Sure. Um, so this is a this is go away ghost ship. Um, first season of the first show, so you know the the. Uh, it's just can't get more classic than this. So um, yes, it's got all the classic, you know, trigger sound effects that you know. Yeah, truly, from like the beginning, like the literally the opening shot, mm-hmm. the score is is bumping and it's mm-hmm. like the most uh the most like th- this I, I don't know how to describe it so the the, the scooby-doo score is truly asmr to me but yes. it's like in total maybe like 35 minutes of music that they use yep. just reused over and over again so for, much you know <laughs> 52 episodes or whatever yeah not even <laughs> um but uh like they really lean on it in this opening where it's like <laughs> Because it's usually it's just is in the background, but you know they're actually using it to set uh, atmosphere for this cold open where we see the uh, you know there's a, a shipping freighter out on the sea and and mm-hmm. the ghost of Redbeard has has appeared on the horizon. Um, it's a very atmospheric, very cool opening to an episode. Uh, I think mm-hmm. um, I love the design of the pirate ship. Ah oh, yes, it was it's so classic pirate ship. I, when I was rewatching this, I was, they pull out the binoculars and do the shot through the binoculars. And I was honestly kind of impressed. It was just yeah. kind of dumb. I was like, wow, this is really good, actually. They, 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 they did something creative instead of just, uh, you know, like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. reusing the same animation 12 times. Yeah, I was, I was very impressed. Even though I'm sure it was as simple as just you know drawing a circle around the frame that they'd already drew. Oh, maybe they didn't even. Maybe it was a way to cut costs because they didn't have to draw the. Yeah, whole all thing. they did was draw <laughs> a really long ocean shot and then put a pirate ship on it, and then they yeah. just moved it across. I do love that the guy immediately he sees this boat and he doesn't think, oh, you know, shit, there's a boat that I didn't see. Yeah. You gotta, like, adjust course or whatever. He's like, it's the ghost of Redbeard. Like, you know. Yeah. No, he was prepared. He, he was... He's looking out on the ocean like, ah, uh, truly, it's so nice to be out here in the Bermuda Triangle. Wait, is that <laughs> another ship? It has to be him. It's a ghost pirate. And we we get the first of many, many Redbeard laughs throughout the rest of the episode. But, yes. Um, this guy's laugh has to be like truly cavernous to carry across the open sea I, to this boat. <laughs> his his laugh cannot be stopped. He just finds everything funny. <laughs> he, well, as he should, because he's definitely on top of the game, especially at the beginning. That's true. He's yeah. He's 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 top dog for sure. <laughs> um, but we cut from this 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 creepy atmospheric. Uh, uh, Cold open to the the 
grooviest place the gang could be, the malt shop. Oh, of I love the malt shop. And they're hanging. This is the, I mean, the just the most classic Scooby Doo thing. The gang is at the malt shop, uh, you know, which probably would have been like out of date even by that point, <laughs> by sixty nine. Yeah, honestly, you know? like it's a very fifties concept. I think. Um, have you ever had a malt, by the way? Yes, and this is something that I kind of didn't realize at the time was unique. But there was a a shake and malt shop by my house when I lived in Colorado for a few years that we would go and get like old style cheeseburgers and malts and I totally thought it was like the usual I was like oh well if there's one here then they're probably everywhere well little did I I find out later that it's like you can't get a malt or like the old old style cheeseburgers really anywhere yeah I don't like them (laughs) Um, or at least I I've only had them like once or twice. I remember distinctly being a kid in mm-hmm. a similar situation. We were on a road trip and we stopped at some, you know, like Americana diner somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Or <laughs> and they had uh, they had malts on the menu, and you know, me at like seven or eight, I was like, I know what a malt is. That's what the Scooby yeah, game. Yeah, Scooby is likes that. <laughs> so I was like, Dad, I want a chocolate malt. And I remember having it and being like, this is not what I thought it would be at all. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah. isn't the idea is that it's like a milkshake made without milk or whatever, right? It's I it's th- like, thought it was a milkshake and then they, after they're like, all the ingredients are into the mixer, they add malted milk. Maybe that's to it. To make it even like thicker. But it tastes, if I remember, if I remember this sense memory from being a child you know like i i will admit i have not had one in well over a decade right 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 (laughs) but uh i remember it tasting very like chalky and powdery yeah maybe maybe i just had a bad one i i will be honest with you i think you may have had a bad one but i also can't in good conscience recommend that you seek out a malt these days (laughs) because they're they're not exactly good for you so. True. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're 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 so much worse for you than the 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 classic milkshake, which, as we all know, is just uh, really great for yeah. uh, every every bodily system you have. Amazed how many veggies they can pack in those. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but the gang, they just they love their malt. Um, they do, and they love their sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, Shaggy's making a what he calls a super sandwich, which is so it, tall he has to uh, tie it down with a piece of string. He condenses that sandwich. I remember being very enchanted by the idea of tying down a sandwich yes, with, a, no. with a rope. I waited. To make it edible. I waited so long to see that in real life and never did. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it's almost like it's a cartoon thing. Or weird, yeah, weird. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's the perfect mechanism for Scooby Doo to steal the sandwich. Oh my gosh! Yeah, master trickster Scooby Doo. Yeah, always finds a way to get that sandwich. It's like a Charlie Brown in the football. It's actually <laughs> it's exactly what it was. But um, while 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 Shaggy and Scooby are having their their shenanigans, um, <laughs> the rest the, ga- the rest of the gang are reading the newspaper at the table. Yes, very normal, classic <laughs> teen behavior. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Freddy has discovered that um, there has a, uh, been a string of of uh, ships being captured in the sea. The yeah. Coast Guard is baffled. Um, but uh, <laughs> in the new- 
in the newspaper it's printed that it's the likely the work of the ghost of redbeard wow, these <laughs> journalists are really doing their homework well i mean you yeah i mean we could make fun of them but it turns out that they're like completely right yeah it is at least ostensibly what is going on <laughs> no it's yeah the the most uh boggling fact is that they were actually exactly right yeah <laughs> um but they have they've in the newspaper they've printed the name of the man who uh owns the uh the the company of all the ships that have been that have been getting captured and it's uh cl magnus what a the, name the uh ex- really very strong name very um the writers did a great job of capturing old money in one name <laughs> they really did but uh Madness. they yes the the fred decides you know this is a mystery and we can solve it so we're gonna go to his his home right now <laughs> i yeah i love that they're just like oh mystery time let's uh let's go home invasion someone find out more info yes it's not like in the newspaper you know magnus had printed like you know i will i will you know pay someone mm-hmm. to help me figure out what's going on or or like a reward for the missing ships or anything yes no, this... they just they just decided this man needs our help. So they've gone to his uh, apartment building in the middle, truly the middle of the night, mm-hmm. um, and they've tracked down his penthouse apartment. Um, and uh, they ring the doorbell, and it's answered by the butler. And when I first saw the butler, I straight up thought it was Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, it's a, it's a real straight out of Adam's family, uh, you know, <laughs> lurch figure. It really um, is very very just uh he should have been wearing a a t-shirt that said red herring mm-hmm. <laughs> that actually it's, it's always the butler yeah i think shaggy even says that later on <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he he is not for some reason is not keen to let these random teenagers into the penthouse of his employer in the middle so of strange yeah, I mean, he's there's something suspicious about that behavior, let me tell you. He must be hiding something. <laughs> Very much so. Um, but again, instead of being like, well, we'll wait until the nighttime, maybe we'll, or the morning time, maybe we'll call ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, up they're determined that they gotta, they gotta get this done right now. Um, so they dress up as room service. This is such, like, chaotic stupid, but also chaotic good energy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're going to do good deeds, whether you like it or not. <laughs> they they announced that they're bringing breakfast, which the butler is confused by because it is 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> eccentric millionaire. Yeah, he... he. I'm surprised he was awake, frankly. You, you know, know what? That's a great b- point. Powerful businessman. They usually go to bed pretty early, I would guess. Um, I would think so. But uh, no, he's 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 chilling and is not frightened by these um, suspicious teenagers invading his home in the middle of the night time. Yeah, honestly, uh, that should be the big red flag is that he's just like, oh, hey, what's up, kids? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, instead he's uh, he's he's cool and tells them the uh, the story of Redbeard's ghost, which is that apparently. Um, over 300 years ago, C.L. Magnus's own ancestors were the ones who brought the infamous pirate Redbeard to justice. Wow. And um, Redbeard said that, uh, you know, whenever he passes on, he will return 
to enact his revenge. I'm going to say something like that on my deathbed, too, just to freak everyone out. That would be good. Right? Honestly, yeah. yeah. And I don't even have have to to find... do anything I, I just have to say it no yeah of course but you have to find someone specific that you want to to curse ah, with your yes. uh, with your remnants um to you know mm-hmm. make their 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 grandchildren look behind their back every time they see a shadow in the <laughs> ah yes good that's that's true power after death that right is <laughs> um but um so again the gang is is immediately on it. <laughs> they've got, they've got a plan, and they're not they're not going to wait until daytime or nighttime or the next day or, or mm. to get anything together. They're going right now, <laughs> um, because if they if Redbeard's pattern is is correct, it means that he's going to be yeah, be he's going to be uh, out there again tonight. He's consistent. Yeah, which which we we respect. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he he sticks to a timetable, a very strict <laughs> timetable. Uh, um, but uh, they they go out on their on a little propeller boat into the ocean. Their and uh, their boat scared me so much as a kid because it was it's tiny and it has like a little satellite dish. But I think it's supposed to be a light on the front of the boat. And I just could not yeah. figure how they were going to use that to get to the pirate ship. Yeah, I I don't know what the thing on the front is. I can't figure out if it's supposed to be. Maybe it's a speaker, or if it is supposed to be a light that they just didn't draw as being on, mm-hmm. or if it's some sort of navigational equipment. I don't know. But um, yeah. the big plan is just to go out and look for Fock, and that's where the ghost will be. Um, which, again, <laughs> turns out they're right, so yeah. I, can't, I can't blame them. <laughs> They'd love to make fun of them, but they nailed it, so. Yeah. Uh, they, they have devised Operation Decoy. Which um, doesn't seem very well thought out <laughs> because they have a somehow they have got a tape recording of a foghorn, which they're going to uh, <laughs> which they're going to uh, broadcast out into the spooky fog to lure Redbeard away from the actual cargo ship and to their little dinghy. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really have. They don't explain what their follow-up plan is. I don't think they had one. <laughs> they're, they're like a dog chasing a taxi. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we don't know what to do when we get there. <laughs> but uh, they, they it, again, it works like a charm. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little too well. Yes. <laughs> because uh, they, they attract the, the buyer chip. And it starts to to bear down on them. And this scene is very frightening. They're in serious danger. <laughs> yeah. Because this, this ship is big. You know? It's, it's huge. Like, um, the binoculars did give us a very good scale uh, for the ship originally. Because when they finally show that pirate ship towering over their dinghy, that's another moment where I was like, okay, this boat just makes this little rowboat row there in makes no sense for them to use. Yeah, this is not a good idea. <laughs> um, if they want, I don't understand why they didn't just go to the, the cargo ship to lure them. <laughs> like, I, yeah, and like, I guess they're, why, oh, I guess they're protecting Magnus's investment. <laughs> I suppose so. Yeah, 
But you, yeah, it, it doesn't even really make sense. I mean, knowing how the episode ends, that he's that the that Redbeard is targeting other ships in the area too. Yeah, uh, he actually ends up ramming the uh, their little propeller boat, yeah. splitting it in half. Um, thankfully, they are not uh, they are not injured. But this is the first of multiple times in this episode that they are in serious mortal danger. Yeah, they come close, <laughs> they come close to biting it a few times. Uh, they get separated on either side of the boat, um, but uh, as Shaggy says. There's only one place to go. The ghost ship. The ghost ship. Which I like that it's a ghost ship. Yes. Well, I mean. It's a, it's a ghost of a ship. It's. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. Technically, it's just a ship that has ghosts. Well, I mean, you look at it, it looks pretty worn down. It's got holes in the, in the, in the sails and everything. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's a it it very well could be the ghost of a sunken ship. It is the ghost of a ship. Maybe yeah, but then also Redbeard is also a ghost, um, which he's the so. you know the ghost of a captain. So it only only makes sense yeah. that he'd be there. Yeah, it's just ghosts all the way down. Really, mm-hmm. um, none of it's real. As soon as you stop believing, you fall right through and into the ocean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which you don't want to do. You do not want to do that. So maintain belief. They uh, they make it onto the boat, and um, Scooby-Doo draws glasses on Redbeard's portrait. Yes, um, so hmm, iconic behavior, good stuff. This this made me laugh so much because, like, obviously it's Redbeard behind the, the painting, mm-hmm. but then they reveal that it's an actual painting. <laughs> like he, <laughs> he just he pulls, pulls it down the, to lift it up. <laughs> Yeah, he pulls it down, but he's just standing behind it in the same position. <laughs> like, instead of it just being him drawing on Redbeard's face, yeah, so he's, he's just upset that he's messed with his painting. <laughs> yeah, you can't have another portrait done. He's a ghost. It's true. Yeah, it, this is priceless, Scooby Doo. You're being a little little turd. He is. Come on. He definitely is. Um, they uh, and then they they run into uh. An unfriendly ghost sword. What Shaggy the swords, it. yes. A floating cutlass. That, uh, that is, again, gonna chop him up. Yeah, that's um, that's pretty spooky. If I saw a flying sword, it, I'd be out of there. Yeah, it's scary. You know, there's nobody swinging that thing. You never know what it's gonna do. It's it like can't even injure the person holding it because there is exactly. no person. It's just a wild card. It's like a blender flying around. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great point. They should. They may have fought a floating board there at some point. That just seems like <laughs> something that probably happened. <laughs> they have to have fought a blender. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they. they uh, they run away from the sword and make it into a into a separate room, but they're not safe yet Mm-mm. because Redbeard and his cronies have got him cornered. All according to their plan, really. I do love that that uh, Redbeard's just got two two little swabbies with him. I know the <laughs> he's got the like least amount of members to technically be a crew. Yeah, <laughs> it's just him and one other guy. It's a little, it's you know, it's 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 intimate. But having two guys, then he can he can boss him around. Exactly. For sure. um, 
yeah unique power dynamics on this on this ship yes um, yes but um fred daphne and velma also have made it onto the ship um they are uh, they're just having the time of their life it seems just cracking jokes with each other I, really not taking it seriously yeah they're very lighthearted about getting hit by a boat having to swim mm-hmm. onto a ghost boat and then you know getting cornered by a ghost and they're just like ah, well we'll get to the bottom of this but anyway here's some jokes yeah i mean velma's joke is uh you know, because they're asking where the ghosts are on top on top this ghost ship, and Thelma's go- joke is, um, maybe they're haunting for a new house. <laughs> and and Daphne says, or hanging out with a couple of their ghoul friends. <laughs> so which one is funnier? Which 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 joke is funnier? It's almost by virtue of being less humorous that Velma's is is funnier to me because it has more like dad joke energy. Yeah. Yeah. Daphne's trying to hard is what you're saying. Daphne did I mean hers is punnier, but it's true. Velma's just, you know, it hits that dad joke and excels. But uh <laughs> they hear some spooky laughter at their joke and they're like, Fred shut up <laughs> it wasn't that funny <laughs> but uh of course they should have known it was old red beard who finds everything he's, funny yeah he's got that iconic laugh how could they think that was red <laughs> but uh <laughs> uh they so they run away from no they, i'm sorry they don't run away because they're not cowards right they instead decide to follow red beard from afar which i do love that he was literally just walking around laughing to himself <laughs> yes <laughs> which it's just an energy we all hope to have at some point yeah i'll definitely be channeling red beard later um but they uh they they follow him to a just another floor of this this massive ship and they find uh buckets full of dry ice and that is suspicious which somehow is making the room cold which is uh I don't remember. Is that does dry eyes do that? I am going to Google this as I'm talking, but I believe dry ice is made from frozen nitrogen. Yeah, it's definitely not water. It's not ice. So it would be like uh, sub-zero cold. You can't touch it. I know that if you touch it, it will just yeah. If you touch it, it would burn you because it's it's so cold. Yeah. I guess maybe it would. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a you can't touch it or if it is. It will literally like cool down an atmosphere. I'm not a, a scientist, so I don't know. Um, oh wow! Yeah, yeah, it does seem. It is quite it, okay. It's carbon dioxide. Sorry, I misspoke. But it is. Um, it's negative 109 degrees Fahrenheit. It's pretty cold. I will say. Okay. Yeah, that would cool the room down probably. Yeah, probably. I, I'll, I'll, I'll take it all back. Take it all back. They have their chemistry correct. Yeah, I mean, they clearly did all the research, and <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> this is before Google, so dang. <laughs> this is unlike the uh, uh, the first episode, which we've covered on this show, where they uh, they misspell archaeology multiple times. Oh, no. They <laughs> <laughs> um, can so... only do so much research, and then it becomes boring, yeah. you know? exactly um 
Yeah, they so but this is an actual clue that they've found. That is this is a huge clue. Find very admirable because with these older episodes it's kinda of hit or miss whether or not they're actually investigating or if they just sort of mm-hmm. run away from the ghost the whole time and then figure it out as they go. Yeah. <laughs> but they they found a real clue here and um in general, I think this episode is is unique in many ways, in the sense that like it, um, they have endeavored to solve this mystery instead of just, you know, driving through some random town and being thrown into one. Yes, they. Yeah, you know, they have active agency. Yeah, they seek the, it out. Uh, and the 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 villain is iconic because he has like his own. He has personality. Mm-hmm. He talks. He 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 chums it up with the, with the. The gang, instead of just having one sound that plays over and over again. Yes. You know, even though he does also have that. <laughs> it's, yeah, he appears for more than just the iconic chase scene, and then yeah, exactly is caught. It's he's I love, in and I out. love Redbeard. I like him Red quite Beard's a bit. A cool guy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Shaggy and Scooby are not too big of fans of Redbeard because he has now locked them up and is genuinely threatening to kill them. <laughs> the sword. <laughs> goes through the barrel they're in right yeah and then he he locks him up and says if you know i'm when they ask what what you're gonna do to us and he he does the the finger on the neck which is we all know it's the sign of yes. death um i guess the finger was, means death i guess he was afraid of being recorded because he doesn't outright say i'm just gonna kill you yeah he um <laughs> he does the the menacing finger to the neck thing it's true he, he does have some amount of subtlety to him mm-hmm. um which we respect. Uh, but he, uh, again, he's also not unreasonable. Yes. He says, uh, I'll kill you unless you've got something, uh, you know, something you can bring to the table here. What are you good at? I love uh, that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was like a true pirate captain. I'll add mm-hmm. you to the crew if you can do something. But, uh, yeah, they, uh, they say that we can cook. Which is a total lie. <laughs> yeah, <they're... laughs> I mean, I can't blame them. For... Oh no, I would be lying too. I'd be like, I can do anything. Your taxes, just name it. I can do it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah, they they offer to cook, and they 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 know a good recipe, which is ghost pirate stew. Ah, oh, delicious. If there was anything a ghost pirate would like, I mean, it's it would probably ghost pirate stew. Yeah, no, it makes sense. It's in the name. Which I guess is a. Uh, maybe a misnomer because it's like you know um if you had like a duck soup i don't think a duck would like to eat that oh probably that's fair actually you make a great point (laughs) this this stew they make is so oh my gosh i remember being yeah this is something i definitely remembered from being a kid yes i remember (laughs) just just being in awe in awe of the how just how little it would be edible. Well, they're truly making it up on the fly. Uh, <laughs> just look, literally doing the thing where you look around the room and things. Like, <laughs> Which is like, yeah, that'll work. That's my preferred way of cooking nowadays is, I mean, I grab yeah. real ingredients and I'm like, you know, what would go good with this? Oh, okay. I'll make this tonight for them. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like Remy from Ratatouille, just figuring out how to use the, uh, the, the, your surroundings. Oh, yes. Wow. That is such an honor to be compared to Remy. <laughs> Shaggy and Scooby, the ingredients that they find are um, they put in chains. First thing they put in is chains. Well, ghosts love chains. <laughs> so, it's true. That is their reasoning is that ghosts love chains. <laughs> they love chains. 
They get ashes from the from the stove. <laughs> oh, mm, delicious. Uh, uh, cobweb. Which <laughs> um, is just for texture, you know. Just yeah, to, just really to, round it out a little bit. Give it that, that, that uh, bit where you like like bite into it and the bite comes with it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like a like a like a cheesy piece of pizza. Yeah, yum. <laughs> exactly like a cheesy piece of pizza. And this is all in boiled seawater, I should oh, say. Oh, I know. When they started with the... He's like, all right, the seawater's boiling. I was like, oh. <laughs> but to, to round it out, Scoob literally just, just like, like even stretching the definition of things that ghosts would like, finds a finds a piece of soap. It's the final ingredient. Yeah, it's just like, like, okay. Yeah, yeah Scooby's but, just like, uh, bar of soap, too. And Shaggy's like, yeah, bar of soap. <laughs> but maybe this sounds good to a dog you know they would probably eat it <laughs> yeah <laughs> dogs will eat just about anything um but they yeah so chains ashes cobweb soap all in a boiled seawater that's the ingredients for a uh, ghost pirate stew that is make it at home. that is just they were just brewing poison <laughs> well the the red beard is is pretty uh pretty astute you know he He's not stupid, so when they, they bring it to him, he's like, Oh, ghost pirates stew. Sounds delicious, but you know, why don't you eat it first? <laughs> very smart of him. Yeah, very much so. And they're like, uh 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 I don't know, uh maybe but um he he forces them to eat it. Mm-hmm. And uh eat it they do. Which it it looks just it doesn't even it's not even soup consistency anymore they're just like shoveling muck into their mouths yes it's gray colored and just looks very appetizing it's like so good as they chow down they start to burp and they burp out some bubbles because of the soap yep but it ends up saving their life because they 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 bubble their way out of there and and make their escape they use it as a smoke screen, which, I, you know, in all of their ingenuity from yeah. start to finish. Galaxy brain movements. Really, every, everything they do. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. More of Scooby-Doo. Where are you? Coming right up. Right. But uh, we're going to have to get back to the plot of the episode because that is the halfway point, which means it is a right. time for a little little game. Okay. Please. So this game is called Scooby or Not Scooby. Okay. And the way this show works is that each week I get a series of titles, some of which will be titles of an episode of Scooby-Doo, mm-hmm. and some of which will be titles of something else. Okay. And... Uh, for the theme this week, I was looking for a show about pirates, mm. and I settled on The Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack. Oh my goodness. Did you ever watch this show? I, I did. It was, um, wow, it was interesting. Uh, Captain Knuckles was always my favorite. Yeah, I remember, I, I did not like this show i didn't really have i didn't have cartoon network at the time so i didn't watch a lot of cartoon network shows Mm -hmm. um but i remember going over to my friend's house and watching flapjack and being like i don't like the way this looks it's making me uncomfortable some of some (laughs) of it was legitimately scary yeah it is is not not cute or pleasant imagery in Mm -hmm. any way (laughs) Um, so i have very limited experience with this show um but 
maybe your experience will aid you in this game. You know, I would say it would if it hadn't been like over a decade since I'd seen an episode. Yeah, <laughs> without question. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe it'll unlock something. So this is. Is it an episode of Scooby-Doo or an episode of The Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack? So, careful what you fish for. I'm going to say Flapjack. This is a Flapjack. Okay. And I've got a plot synopsis for you. Please. When Peppermint Larry falls ill, Flapjack and Knuckles are forced to go fishing for food. (laughs) And Knuckles becomes the new mayor of Stormalong. Well, of course. Mm-hmm. Okay, this next one. Rai Ravru. <laughs> Rai Ravru. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is, man, a tough one. Um, I'm going to have to say Scooby-Doo. Uh, believe it or not, this is an episode of Flapjack. Oh my gosh. It was the reason I, I chose to do this show to begin with, because I was just... You know what? That's Just fair. delighted. <laughs> um, Flapjack finds a dog on the dock. But oh, that's the dog episode? He, well, yes, listen to this. Knuckles gets angry and kicks it into the ocean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they later discover that the dog was actually Lady Nickelbottom's loved pet. Colonel, mm-hmm. and seeing she's very sad, Flapjack pretends to be their lost dog. I remember. That's one of the few I remember. Sounds demented. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Absolutely uh, unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost who's coming to dinner. Okay, well, that one is Scooby Doo, right? Yeah, this is a Scooby Doo. <laughs> uh, this is a pup named Scooby-Doo episode. Uh, the gang are trick-or-treating when they discover a real haunted house and must solve the mystery for the ghost so his house is not destroyed. Wow. Pretty fun. Don't feed the animals. Oh. That one That one rings a bell, actually. Is that... Is that another Scooby-Doo? This is this is an episode of Shaggy and Scooby Doo get a clue, uh, which is the worst Scooby Doo. Oh, that's um, the okay. Yes, I know that one. That's the one where they're not solving mysteries. Yeah, there's just a, 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 a they're hanging out. Fascinating. <laughs> um, and and there's this guy called Doctor Fibes. So the plot of the episode is that Doctor Fibes is having trouble with his previous plans. So he tries. He decides to destroy. The rainforest. Oh. To take all of the leaves that could lead to eternal life. Somehow. In order oh. for Scooby and Shaggy to stop him, they team up with some marmosets. Of course. Just classic Scooby-Doo stuff. Everything that you would want out of a Scooby-Doo episode. Yeah. I am a little confused as to what the mystery is. <laughs> there isn't one. <laughs> the mystery is how it got made. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, South Seas Scare. Um, I think I'm going to go back to Flapjack. This is another Scooby-Doo. This is the Scooby and Scrabby-Doo show. The guys are vacationing in Hawaii when a volcano Uh. erupts hot lava and a lava monster who chases them all over the island. Oh, no. Yep. Scary. You couldn't even, yeah, you couldn't even be close to that guy. He's like 2,000 degrees or something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they get pretty close. Oh, no. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, the episode just ends with them melted on the beach. <laughs> just bursting into flames and they cut and they're like, oh, oh no, no, no. <laughs> uh, under the sea monster. Under the sea monster. Okay, I'm, against my better judgment, I'm going to stick with Flapjack. This is Flapjack, yes. Ooh. Uh, Knuckle, Knuckles finds that he is past his prime at the Storytellers Club no. and tells a tale of Flapjack who cried sea monster. I vaguely remember mm-hmm. this one, too. Maybe I saw more of this show than I thought. <laughs> Maybe. How about Diamonds in the Stuff? Is that Scooby-Doo or Flapjack? Diamonds in the Stuff. With a title so intelligent sounding, I'm going to go Flapjack again. <laughs> it is Flapjack. Uh, <laughs> taunted by a rich boy for being poor, <laughs> Flapjack and Captain Knuckles search for diamonds that the rich boy claims are in the sewers of Upper Stormalong Harbor. Uh, sewer diamonds. Yeah, I love sewer diamonds. <laughs> uh, okay, last one. Okay. Here we go. All paws on deck. See the paws? Do I see? I don't know this one. So, you know, context clues are telling me Scooby, but is that a red herring? I don't care. I'm saying Scooby. It is Scooby. Oh. Yes. I was trying. I was trying to trick you. <laughs> uh, this is Be Cool, Scooby-Doo. Um during cool. the gang's cruise ship vacation, they have run in with a sea creature who's hunting for sunken treasure. See, the gang gets to go on such cool adventures. I'm honestly kind of jealous. If, for real, honestly, they also their travel budget is insane. Yeah, I'll solve a mystery if I get to go on a cruise. Are you kidding? Even if there's a sea monster? Yes. Okay, fair enough. You know, even if there's a sea monster. All right. Well, yeah, I'm definitely buying some life insurance. <laughs> uh, when we last left the gang, they were hanging from a rope over ferocious crocodiles, and Shaggy has the giggles. Shaggy's about to learn an important lesson. Reptiles are not funny. Back to Scooby-Doo, where are you? Uh, go away, go ship. Here we go. Uh, we have a great scene now where um, Shaggy and Scooby have escaped from Redbeard, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, They've not escaped from his his little cronies there, his, yeah. Uh, his his sneeze. <laughs> um, so they, uh, Shaggy gets to bust out one of his rarely used uh, traits, which is ventriloquism. Yes, he's so good at this. Actually, he's extremely extremely talented because he 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 makes a, a pirate hat out of a piece of paper, that dons the same uh, the same posture, and perfectly imitates uh redbeard's voice it's like it is perfect imitation i was this yeah i was blown away i was like um as long as you don't show yourself shaggy you basically own this ship now yeah i mean you could you can do the laugh and you'll and it'll be heard for miles Mm -hmm. um this is something i always wish they would bring back because the uh the ventriloquism thing does come up a few times in in scooby-doo where are you and then they never do it again it's yeah, a fun they, fun bit they had to nerf him i guess i guess uh, yeah too powerful too strong uh the it's funny that you bring that up because uh the most recent episode that i recorded um we we talked about it was it was for 
Scooby-Doo's All-Star Laugh Olympics, which is like a show where you can't, there's like no no substance whatsoever. You can't talk about it at all. Oh, no. um, so we talked <laughs> we talked about uh, the 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 Dragon Ball Z Shaggy memes for like oh, thirty minutes. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, who he would? Yes, who he's more powerful and who he's less powerful than? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where did um, you guys end up on? Who's he? Who's he under? Uh, you know, I couldn't even tell you because like I don't I <laughs> I don't know much about Dragon Ball Z, but my guest was giving me like literally the entire history of the show um so uh some some something to do with like um some god super saiyan super saiyan or something like that i can't remember (laughs) (laughs) it was very interesting as he was telling me but i could not uh yes no uh, it's it's a little dense once you get past (laughs) dragon ball z and then they start introducing other universes and planets and you're like oh it seems very complicated um but uh Anyway, back to Scooby Doo. Yes, yes. <laughs> they this next bit I thought was was very fun, where they they like hide under a wooden tub on the uh, on the, the deck mm-hmm. and are doing like it's like Looney Tunes shit. Where it like really just, is just crawling around and then they just scuttling back and forth, and then they end up falling off the plank into the water. No, uh, but uh, you know the the rest of the gang are still on that ship, and um, the ship is taking them. Into Skull Island, which you just gotta love. You gotta love that they're introducing Skull Island. Oh, you know, it's so over good. Halfway through the episode, yeah, I <laughs> was like Skull Island. So King Kong's gonna be in this? Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, he'll be there. He's the, uh, he was the true villain all along. Yeah, I love this line from Daphne where she says, "Why does a ghost ship need a secret cove to hide in?" And it's like, <laughs> great point. That's such a good question, great Daphne. <laughs> you're you're almost there you're (laughs) You're so close i feel like maybe this isn't no see i lost the thought yeah 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 we just got to keep looking for ghost things press forward (laughs) um shaggy and scooby are are, are doggy paddling along to get to the uh to skull island yeah there's this very weird moment where it looks like a shark is coming up and then uh uh Oh. Scooby-Doo picks up the shark fin, yeah. and it's a fake one. <laughs> it's so... Did you... That gag was so funny. I was... Yeah. <laughs> it was so unexpected. I was like, oh my god, we're going to do the, the shark gag where they, they like punch it in the nose and he cries or something. But Yeah, it's honestly it's, it's a really good subversion of what you think was going to happen. Because it's just... It, there was just nothing. I was uh, like, huh? Yeah, and Shaggy's like, Scooby-Doo, stop clowning around. And he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> we're messing with that fake shark we all knew was fake. Huh? Yeah, yeah it is great. It's really funny. Um, this next part is more danger that the gang are in, where they've uh, uh, Redbeard has locked them up and tells them that, you know, when he's done with them, they're going to be a new member of his crew. And, uh, you know... Fred's like, what did he mean by that? And Velma's like, I think he means he's going to turn us into ghosts. He's going to, we're going to die. He's going to kill us. Uh, (laughs) We're going to die, Fred. We're going to die. But uh, luckily, Fred's a quick thinker. (laughs) He's he's MacGyvered up a solution, which is... Yes, his little contraption is bonkers. Yeah, he's got a, a pole... Um, made out of straw because they're in like you know just some dungeon somewhere, mm-hmm. 
and he's going to use chewing gum to stick the straw together and then pick up a heavy, heavy... Like an iron key. Se- yeah, <laughs> set of keys, like, 15 feet away. <laughs> um, like, anyone again, who knows physics is just screaming at their screen. Yeah. But again, I mean, we... we we chastise it, but it works. You know, so who are we to who are we to judge? You're right. Fred's a an inventing genius. He is. He is. He is. Um. They, they yeah, just like this. The whole scene's like less than a minute <laughs> from them getting yes. captured, scolded, threatened, and then escape. They, uh, which you gotta. Yeah, they get you, captured, and then Fred's like, well, I know what to do. And then does it, and you're like, that makes no sense. And then they're free, and you're yeah, like, I mean, well, it worked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got a lot of economy of storytelling here. They're really, they're not padding, they're not, they're just trying to jam as much in as possible. You know, they're not dragging anything out. I will say that That's I, like, unironically appreciate that they don't get stopped down on anything. They just charge yeah. forward. But then also this is a, a, a another unique thing to Scooby-Doo Are You in that we are following the members of the gang who are Shaggy and Scooby a lot. You know, mm-hmm. we're getting to see them do fun, interesting things yeah. and have banter between each other, yeah. <laughs> which is really refreshing and nice to see. It is. Um, but they, they make it out and the gang is reunited once more. Uh, oh, the but, gang's uh, back together. Back together. Shaggy's still wearing his, his goofy little paper hat. Um, He's the captain. But this winds up being another important clue. Because uh, Fred takes the, the, the hat off of him and sees that it is actually a ship's manifest. Dun dun. But to make matters even more curious, it's a manifest for a boat that won't leave until tomorrow. Hmm, suspicious. Very suspicious. How, how would you find something for something that hasn't left yet? You know? Um... I mean, that's a good question. Yeah. But again, uh, Shaggy asks another important question, which is what would a, what would a ghost need to do with a, a manifest? Um, yeah. Which, is, again, great point. It's very astute of him to ask because, you know, especially me, the viewer watching, I was like, well, of course the ghost wants the manifest. But when he brings that up, I was kind of like, well, wait, now why would a ghost need it? Ghosts can't read. Yep, it's got you questioning everything that you, uh, yeah. you thought you knew. Yeah, keeps you on your toes. Um, they find tire tracks from a truck on the floor of this cave, which is suspicious <laughs> again. <laughs> well, if, well, not that suspicious, because everyone knows that ghosts love ATVs. It's true, yeah. <laughs> they love to just just burn rubber in the cave somewhere. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, they get Scooby-Doo involved and have him follow the uh, the tire tracks, um, which is nice. Yes, yes. Make him think like he's think that he's doing something, even though they can clearly see him <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but they follow him to a treasure chest. Which is, this is my favorite part. This is of the this episode. best scene in the whole episode, and just this is the part that sticks in my mind. It's one that I remember for yes. like just forever. It's so great. Another. This is a real 
fake shark fin moment, I would say. It is. <laughs> um, where they open up the treasure chest, and there's not a truck inside of it, which is what Shaggy thinks <laughs> might be the case. It's good, it was a good guess, though. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what is instead inside is, is a springy skeleton pirate man. <laughs> yeah, it's like with just a great the voice. spine and skull. Like a tiny a skull. Real, yeah, it's a real spirit Halloween party decoration. It is. <laughs> uh, he comes out and he can talk and he's, he, you know, he says, uh, what's the password, you swabs? <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and, and Shaggy's like, oh shit. But Velma, you know, it's like, don't worry. It's, it, he's got a, a recorder in his, in his mouth. It's all good. Yeah. It's fake. Um, they give out some possible passwords, you know, like, uh, you know, 15 men on a pirate's chest or whatever. Yo ho ho. Yeah, blow the man down. Exactly. Uh, but uh, but those don't work. So Shaggy offers up, perhaps it is. Yum, 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 and a bunch of liverwurst a la mode. Well, of course. I, and it works. I was, you know, even rewatching this episode, when that happened, I just started screaming. So I was like, how? How did he know? <laughs> the timing is so funny, too. With like the, the, the skeleton doesn't even say, like, you're correct or whatever. It just immediately, just like the whole yeah, wall just, just slides up. Right back in. Like, like without a moment's thought, it's just like, oh, perfect. You got it. <laughs> yeah, Scooby-Doo has some great accidental, perfect com- comedic timing. Yeah, it's so good. Um, and the, yeah, it's just is one of those things where it's like, uh, I just picturing Redbeard saying that is really mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> uh, loves but me. yeah, now they've they they've found the inner sanctum. They found the the, uh, the cargo bay. They're in. But um, but not only have they found the cargo bay, but they've also found Redbeard. Oh. He finds this funny too. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. He just laughs he when he's nervous. Laugh. <laughs> <laughs> we respect. We respect <laughs> yeah, he's putting up a, a big front, but you know, he's just being brave about it. So Shaggy and Scooby once again bump into the gay blade of the pirate set, and uh, so scary. Those are their words. What they they refer to it as, mm-hmm. um, and they. So now they got to run away again into another crate. And this time they're really backed into a corner Classic. because the uh, the sword is just stabbing through this this shallow crate they're in. Yeah. Really coming close. Very scary, as you say. It is. But um, I loved this where the crate is full of. It's a shipping crate full of Scooby snacks because <laughs> they're being delivered to some store somewhere. It's a consu- it's a consumer product, yeah. of course. Of course, it would be on board the shipping vessel. Yes. Yes. Um, and uh but this is the this is what they need the, to this is the motivation they need to to dig deep into their their you know effectively superpowers and, mm-hmm. and break their way out of the out of the crate and yeah they and run off they unleash their inner potential here yeah um and then this is the scene that you love so much oh i love the, this uh, scene the sword fighting scene. I do. Um, they, is it? It's Shaggy that just whips out a. Yeah, he thinks he's picked up a nightstick. <laughs> uh, like a like he's a a, a British police officer. <laughs> yeah, the, um, a constable. Yeah, but uh, it is in fact a liverwurst again. Liverwurst, good in this moment. 
Liverwurst um, isn't good. It doesn't sound good. It's I'll be su- surprised me because it looked pretty good on the show, actually. I mean, but this is one of the things where you think about um, being alive in the 60s. Uh, yeah. And how just like. The food must have been terrible. That's <laughs> yeah. That is really to be in fair. America in the '60s eating like, like just like cold cut sandwiches all Ooh, the time and meatloaf yeah. and and things like that. Like they they the word, you know, Asiago had not been invented yet. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, or, the spice yeah. cabinet no, was quite yeah. small back then. It's very there. There's no Dijon mustard. It's just no. classic Heinz yellow. <laughs> oh, it's fine, I guess. Uh, but uh, it doesn't stop Scooby Doo from getting a mad sandwich here. Because oh yeah, uh, instead of trying to protect Shaggy from the the blade that is quickly making quick work of this uh, liverwurst sword, he's perfect got, uh, cuts. He's instead, yeah, he's instead just making a sandwich out of the leftovers, which. He's, he's an entrepreneur. He sees a an opportunity here. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, he always finds a way to get that sandwich. It's true. Uh, to literally get that bread. They run away again, and they uh, they stumble across what I guess they thought was a a root beer barrel. I suppose. Yeah. Or just a beer barrel. I guess just a keg. They could just. Be, well, it could be this. So it has to back. be root beer. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, like but they, they rip it open and and don't even sniff it before drinking it. Um, <laughs> and they remark to each other that it is, they just consumed oil. <laughs> oh, crude oil, mm, my favorite. <laughs> they're they're truly. I mean, their stomachs have been through. <laughs> hell and back so far. <laughs> Digest anything. You could put a whole they, airplane. Yeah. Yeah, they really are. That is the true superhero, superpower. That you is know, even more so than being able to run fast in the air or whatever. It is, uh, yeah, is consuming oil and living <laughs> to tell the tale. <laughs> if anything, they probably, you know, fully digested that oil and converted it into energy, and that's why they can run so fast. Very possible, honestly. Maybe that's what Scooby Snacks are made out of. Oh man, yeah, it's oh. <laughs> Mm, tasty <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm just trying to picture the texture going down it's, your throat ooh, it's ooh, it's gotta be rough mm-hmm. um velma and daphne get a good moment here where they uh they shoot um the the cronies with uh with bow and arrow and and plungers on a rope. Yes, um, insanity, pure insanity. Just shooting plungers. It, it's again terrific ingenuity. Yeah, you know, learning how to use your your surroundings in creative ways it uh, really to is. solve problems. Um, really big brains on these kids. It uh, is so impressive that they somehow found bows, plungers, and rope. I mean, yeah. I. And air bows and arrows. Yeah, I could see the rope, I guess, but the plungers and the bows are kind of weird. It's, it's, it's a cargo bay. They found cargo. Yeah. No, no, for sure, for sure, for sure. And it, you know, all those all those ships that he robbed, one was just full of plungers. They, they broke open the plunger crate, of course. The plunger crate. A staple. <laughs> um, 
And then Fred is the genius idea because they get they, they get these two guys in the ass, right, with mm-hmm. the plungers. And then, then he has the ingenious idea to throw the the ropes over like a pipe hanging from the ceiling or something and then yeah. string them up from by their by their behind. <laughs> this, yeah, those plungers have some good suction cups on them. Yeah. Uh, and I guess the really, pirates have booties that just won't quit, huh? Yeah, but it must just be um, cavernous anuses. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly they do. <laughs> um, but that uh, that creates a really indignant situation for them, I would say. <laughs> like really, here. just not dignifying at all. Uh, very embarrassing to be hanging by your butt. <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, but uh, Shaggy, this, they got the other two. Now it's time for Shaggy to get Redbeard, and his his method is uh, he's gonna tickle him. <laughs> he tickles the guy with with an egg beater and again Uh, the the man loves to laugh he does (laughs) the tickling is just overjoyous to him he he can't can't control his own laughter Uh, (laughs) so they run away and um and they (laughs) they decided they're going to make their getaway on a pogo stick (laughs) Which doesn't seem like it would be faster than your own feet, but you know, maybe they're champion pogo stickers. Yes, I would. Of course, they are. That's the pogo stick is a well-revered land vehicle. <laughs> but it turns out it's not a pogo stick at all. It is oh. a jackhammer. Oh, this scene is so funny. <laughs> yes, they jackhammer their way up the wall onto the <laughs> ceiling. And then, of course, when you're jackhammering on the jackhammering on the ceiling eventually gravity has to yeah. take its toll yes uh, you know they're not completely without the realm of physics mm-hmm. in this cartoon um so the jackhammer falls with shaggy and scooby on it down into redbeard's pants right down the crack yeah you don't you don't want a jackhammer in your pants you don't you really don't well i mean maybe i guess maybe you do no judgment but um it just I, seems yeah you know what like, it seems I dangerous guess... to have industrial machinery mm-hmm. i won't king shame but for your own health maybe don't yeah <laughs> yeah um they now all three are riding this uh this jackhammer and it uh riding the jackhammer <laughs> into a pile of tires and they all get mixed up and they have caught the bad guys so dice of red beard to just slip into those tires yeah it's like a chinese finger trap he can get himself in but he can't get out exactly <laughs> Uh, they call the Coast Guard. He shows up and you know, he's like, great job, kids. You did what we've been trying to do for a long time. I guess they just didn't think of getting on, t- on top of the ship themselves or following it yeah, into they, Skull Cavern. They couldn't get the really, paperwork approved. It's true, yeah. They need the gor- the gorilla, uh, like, uh, <laughs> uh, what's the word? Like, it starts with the name... Uh, maneuvers? No, it doesn't. Vigilante, that's what I was thinking. Oh, vigilante. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The, the mystery gang are, are some real vigilantes of sea yeah. crime here. <laughs> that's, that's true. Uh, they, uh... That's why they team up with Batman so often. Exactly, yeah. Um, Velma unmasks the, uh, Redbeard's ghost, and it's not a ghost at all. It's... What? C.L. Magnus. Oh, I should have seen this coming. Of course. Yep. 
Yep, he was hijacking his own ships to sell the cargo on the black market. This is just like a really complicated way of embezzling. It's very complicated, yeah. Uh, but it, uh, it does seem like it would work, you know. You report it stolen, get that money back, and then you can sell it yourself. Yeah, I mean, makes sense. Sell those uh, those those shipping crates full of Scooby snacks and plungers <laughs> for a high dollar. <laughs> you know, I could use a plunger and a Scooby snack right now. That's true. Not Me at the too, same probably. time. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Fred explains that they've got a whole ghost operation here and they even uh, wired up a, a sword to fly on its own yeah uh, that, that one was like the only one that I got caught up on was like everything else I was you know gave a free pass but when they were like yeah and then the sword was just operated by wires I was like no hey wait <laughs> That's impossible. You can't be saying. <laughs> well, I guess it's not, but it was—it's very, very impressive. Yeah, they should hire them in like Disneyland or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Incredible <laughs> that profiteer. Incredible. Yeah, uh, um, and uh, Velma explains that when you add dry ice to water, it creates a very spooky fog. Yeah, this um, was this was a fun little chemistry lesson, actually, as a kid, especially. Yeah, and, and Scooby-Doo gives a demonstration and fills up the screen with this thick, thick fog. Mm-hmm. This is uh, the iconic moment where he takes a knife and carves a donut out of it. Carves a donut right out of the fog. Yeah. And he just... Pretty good. Munches right on it. For the, and I mentioned this to you, but for the longest time, I was like, yeah, you could probably just cut fog with a knife. I probably did too. Like I remember thinking, it, it must be really, really like substantive. Yeah, the first time I saw fog, you know, in real life, I was like, okay, actually, not can't eat that. Can't cut that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, I, I, they, uh, I'll admit, you can't eat that. They got me. They yeah, got me. Get, they got me. That's just like water vapor or something. <laughs> it would be nice though. The donut looks pretty good, honestly. They really sell you on that donut, actually, because he goes to town on it. Yeah, he does. Yeah, uh, has a great time. Gang's all having a great time laughing, and that's uh, that's he the end of the episode. Says his own name like a Pokemon. Yeah, and that's it. That's the end. Wipe their hands. They just conquered a ghost pirate. They did. They're they're heroes. They are. Sure. They are. This is all. They didn't go through the proper channels even once. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i guess they Which did respect. at the end when they you know they called the cops to arrest them yeah yeah get the coast guard over here <laughs> um the real heroes the coast guard. <laughs> yes of course but uh you know we uh well we will get the chance to rank this on our heavy metal tier list but before we do that we have one more game to play Ooh. and this game it's called Jinkies or Stinkies. <laughs> okay, I'm prepared. I'm not, but so I'm prepared. The way this game works is that each week I find six stories or facts related to a topic in the episode. Okay. Some of those stories will be true, mm-hmm. which are Jinkies, and some of them I will have made up, which are Stinkies. Stinkies. And it's up to you to tell the difference. Okay. Okay? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm ready. So, naturally, the topic is going to be pirates. Ooh. So, here we go. 
While Redbeard is, of course, an iconic character, no pirate has more legendary status than Blackbeard. While his reputation would suggest that he was a ruthless murderer who would take no prisoners, the truth is likely that he was a much more reserved threat, who preferred to use his wits to overcome enemy ships. There are, in fact, no records of Blackbeard killing anyone until the final battle that cost him his life. Blackbeard was instead a master of intimidation tactics, supposedly flying not the Jolly Roger, but his own flag, which depicted a horned skeleton spearing a red heart while toasting the devil. His trademark beard was able to maintain its thickness and form by weaving hemp rope throughout it, which he would supposedly light on fire before battle to adopt a menacing appearance. Perhaps he should have been called Dankbeard instead. Mm. Is that a jinky or a stinky? Um, the first half of that, I thought it was a jinky, but I don't remember ever hearing about the hemp rope. So... I'm going to guess stinky. This is true. Dang um, it. At least it's true in the sense of, I mean, I got it from multiple sources, but you know, like I guess technically we don't really know. Blackbeard could possibly have never even existed at all. But Fair. the, uh, the hemp rope thing is a, is a classic is, is a story that people have told about him. So Fred. supposedly he really did it. It seems really, uh, reckless. It does seem pretty reckless. <laughs> yeah, I gotta respect that he was willing to light himself on fire. Yeah. Alright, well, we'll keep going. Please, yes. Pirates invented gay marriage as early as the 1600s. Pirate crews were predominantly male and spent months away from land, so they had no choice but to look to each other for both emotional and sexual intimacy. Uh, the British uh, sailors had no uh, had no time for homosexuality but french sailors invented a formal union between men in which they would exchange gold rings and be sworn to each other in agreement to share their loot this practice was called metalotage which comes from the word metalot this is french apparently i don't know how to pronounce it mm-hmm. meaning seamen as in the sailor mm-hmm. eventually this term would be shortened to mate which would find sailors greeting each other with hello mate or as it would eventually be Hollywoodified, ahoy, matey. Mm-hmm. Is this true or did I make it up? This one, I'm going to guess is true. It is true. Ooh. Yeah. Apologies to the French. I don't know how to pronounce that word. Yeah, it would help you if I knew a single word in French besides yes. Do you know how to say hello? Yeah, isn't it ahoy, matey? yeah i think so (laughs) all right here we go uh two down you're at 50 50 okay okay contrary to popular belief there are lots of famous pirates who were women one such example is that of the chinese pirate known as the lioness who in contrast to her name sailed the seas with a live tiger on board her ships tapestries depict her tying uncured meats to captured sailors and then having the tiger gnawed off as a means of intimidation and torture. The lioness captured some 22 ships in her days, but her days as a pirate were cut short. According to legend, the tiger grew very ill and died, and the lioness was so stricken with grief that she ordered her crew to bury her alive with the tiger's corpse so that she would never be apart from her best friend and partner in crime. Um, I'm going to... Guess this one's a stinky. 
Yes, it is. I did make this up. Oh. Uh, I did make it up. There are, I mean, there are female pirates. That is true. But right, the rest right. of it I made up. <laughs> it okay. Was, it was very convincing. I was like, I've never heard of her. She sounds super cool, but I'm going to have to rely <laughs> on that I've never heard of her. Okay, here we go. The novel coronavirus affected everyone, even pirates. According to the Associated Press, piracy off the coast of Somalia has gone down by over 50% since the beginning of the pandemic. It was deemed safer for everyone to take time off at home. But now that the world is starting to open up again, the Somali pirates, like every other workforce on the planet, are struggling to encourage people to go back to work. <laughs> a regional message board called Bada is known to be a location where Somali pirates communicate with each other. On September 2nd, 2021, a user known as Captain AB posted the following message in the Somali language. Seeking those with a love for the sea and a desire to get out of the house. The virus has kept us in cages, but the ocean is our key. Hard work and lots of money is available to those who want it. Just contact me. Is that a jinky or a stinky? Um, I'm going to say jinky because I want it to be true very badly. Uh, this is a stinky. Dang I it. Did make it up. It was so funny. If the pirates were on message boards recruiting. <laughs> mm. Okay, we got two more. Okay. You're doing well. I think you are still 50-50. But okay. you get the next two right. I mean, that's that's pretty good. That's yeah. Good I'll take that. In the late 1700s, settlers on Oak Island off Nova Scotia believed they had found the buried pirate treasure of Captain Kidd. According to stories passed on by word of mouth, there was some $2 million buried somewhere on the island, and that was in 1800s money. Wow. A potential candidate was chosen, so they began dig... Uh, a potential candidate for dig site was chosen, so they began the excavation. They found nothing but some large stones with strange markings on them, but were unable to determine if the markings had just been made by their own tools. For roughly 50 more years, every few years or so, people would attempt their own excavations... But it wasn't until 1861 that the Oak Island Association was founded, an entire company with the goal of uncovering pirate treasure. They also uncovered nothing but a cave-in and a major flooding incident. For the next 450, or not 450 years, geez, Ethan, do your math. I guess 350 years. More and more excavations have been performed with legends of the treasure warping from just Captain Kidd's treasure to Marie Antoinette's jewels, Shakespeare's original manuscripts, Mm -hmm. and even the Holy Grail. Ooh. To date, however, no treasure has been found, but fret not. The History Channel original show, Curse of Oak Island, is entering into its ninth season. Maybe they will actually find something this time. <laughs> is that a jink for your thing? Um, I, I think that's a stinky because I think a month ago they found it. What? <laughs> I really? remember hearing something about the Oak uh, Island treasure, but I don't, to, to be fair, to be honest, it was, my source is Twitter, so not super Well, reliable. I'll say this, uh, maybe they did and I just didn't know, because uh, <laughs> um, I was going off of an older article, so maybe they have found something. Um, so we'll, <laughs> we'll call this one a draw, because <laughs> I did, this one is... It was intended to be a jinky, but maybe I was reporting incorrectly. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, while I was doing research, I found 
that, that there was a show where they the whole purpose of purpose of the show is to find the treasure and they've been going for nine seasons and it's like how could you possibly watch the whole thing that is so, <laughs> like so funny. when you see that there's a ninth season it's like well i don't think i need to watch the first eight <laughs> that <laughs> is so seem... funny yes right yeah because you wouldn't there, there's no reason to watch the first eight seasons of not finding treasure right yeah. Uh, okay, well, one last one. Okay. Here we go. These days, far more people pirate new episodes of Marvel's What If than they do shipping vessels. <laughs> Some people say piracy is a victimless crime, but are they forgetting the <laughs> studio heads that serve to make lots of money off of the releases? Revolution Studios was a short-lived film studio that produced movies from the year 2000 to 2007. The brainchild of founder Joe Roth, the studio produced such films as Black Hawk Down, Triple X, and Daddy Daycare. But as piracy became more of a problem further into the 2000s, the studio decided they needed a way to bust the people illegally downloading their movies. Mm -hmm. The solution? Scare tactics. They filmed a secret additional scene for the 2005 family comedy Are We There Yet? in which halfway through the film Ice Cube turns directly to the camera and says... Did you really fucking pirate this movie, you little shit? Well, guess what? You're busted. The cops are coming to your house right now, and they're going to kick your ass. Then, they intentionally leaked the film with that scene included. However, this didn't really accomplish anything, because very few people were interested in pirating Are We There Yet to begin with. And those who did thought the scene was funny and wanted to share it with as many people as they could. Illegally, of course. Is that a jinky or a stinky? Oh, I want that to be true so badly. Jinky. It's a stinky. No. But it does sound great. It is. I need I need Ice Cube to reprise his role immediately. <laughs> well, that's jinkies or stinkies. That was a ton um, of fun. Uh, yeah, thank you. I, I I had fun writing those. That was good. Uh, pirates are cool. What can I say? Pirates are so cool. Um, so that's jinkies or stinkies. All we have left to do is to rank this episode on a heavy metal tier list. Okay. So, there are five tiers. I'll start from the bottom. We have the rut row tier. That's the absolute worst of the worst, the bottom mm. of the barrel. Up from that is the scooby Dumb tier for episodes we might not like, think are stupid, but, you know, they're not the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. The middle of the road is the just another mystery tier. Uh, then up from that is Groovy for episodes we like a lot but just don't do quite enough to make it into the top tier the best of the best the golden scoob tier okay what are we thinking for go away ghost ship um well my first instinct is to put it in the second highest tier the one that it's slightly above your your average episode but it's not quite the cream of the crop. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I love this episode. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It might, it might be Golden Scoob, or it might just be Groovy. I think because, like, because what it does do different from others is it has an iconic villain that has like personality mm-hmm. outside of just being like a a ghost, right? Yeah. Um, has this fun atmosphere and unique like story structure, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we spend a lot of time with Fred and the girls, which we don't usually do. Um, so those are things that make it unique. Yeah. But, uh, you know, maybe it isn't the, the top of the top. I don't know. What do you think? 
Well, you make some fantastic points that this episode does a lot right. And even the stuff that it does wrong is pretty forgivable because it does it in such a, like, jolly and joyous fashion. It's like, oh, come on, yeah. we're just having fun here. So I, you know, I would absolutely be willing to change my grading of it to Golden Scoop. I think let's do it. I think let's do it. This is this is a great episode it of Scooby Doo. Um and really really funny, really just atmospheric and yeah. great vibes all around. It is um, a great episode. Highly recommend this one. Yeah. Um well Reese, thank you so much for, for joining me and, yeah. and doing this. No, thank you for having me. This has been a ton of fun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was it was a joy to have you on. This is a great guest. Really fun. Um, thank you. Thank you. Do you have anything that you want to plug to the audience? Um, not at the moment, but if you cool. know, that's fine. If yeah. you guys ever invite me back, I'll definitely have something the second time. You got it. Um, do you have? In that case, do you have uh, like a? movie recommendation or a video game or something like that sure to uh, give the people yeah um this is going to go ahead and just decimate my credibility as a you know film enthusiast but i surprisingly really enjoyed how bad hubie halloween was hell yeah hubie halloween what a what a what a can't be silly movie. Though. It was so. I felt like it had come straight from the era of Adam Sandler films. Yeah, I agree with that completely. It is a. It, it's definitely a, a right in line with with the older older stuff. Yeah, a very well, unabashedly dumb and fun. Definitely a step in the right direction in comparison to like a the do over or something like that. Yeah, or the fan favorite Jack and Jill. Everybody loves that one. Mm-hmm. All right. Hoopy Halloween. Great, great <laughs> suggestion. Thank you. Um, my suggestion. You know, I don't actually ha- I was going to give up something pirate related, but I don't really have a, a pirate thing. You could do um, Sinbad. <laughs> sure. I have not seen it. I don't know if it is problematic and doesn't hold up. I can't tell you, but, uh, you know. That sight unseen, watch Sinbad. <laughs> um, or listen to comedy by Sinbad. <laughs> oh, no, wait, not that one. <laughs> that one definitely does not hold up. <laughs> um, well, uh, and, you know, again, thank you for listening. Uh, if you would like to follow the show and, and learn whenever we have new episodes out, you can do so at Heavy Metal Pod on Twitter. Um, and this is. Uh, a weekly show. So, you know, every week we have a new episode. It could be from any era of Scooby-Doo. The guest seat changes each time, but I'm always here and always will be. Uh, hopefully, at some point, we'll get Reese back. We'd love to join you guys. Of course, of course. Uh, thank you all for listening, really. Thank you very much. And as always, to all you meddling kids out there, remember to stay groovy. Yeah, stay groovy. Ooh, 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 Scooby Doo. I gotta have some time to make my mind up. Look at Scooby Doo. Gotta be sure I like what I can see. <laughs> <laughs>